reciprocity because we not only bless other people, but we also are blessed in and of ourselves and we most, most resemble the giving God that we say we love. Here's the first thing as we talk about the three areas of giving to God this anniversary season. Number one, you must make sure you give your time in service to God. You must make sure you give your time in service to God. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I want you to underline that phrase, redeeming the time. Here's the truth of the matter. All of us have 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week, 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year. But we all get the same amount of time. But I think you would agree with me that we all don't make the same use of the time we have received. Let's be honest. Can you look back over your life and see a time when you wasted time? Yeah, I think most of us would have to raise both hands, right? <laughs> like we can look back and say, man, I wasted. I wait, but I wasted some time. Matter of fact, one of the biggest conflicts between parents and their children as their children are growing up and they're reaching an age of accountability is to do what? Help your child not waste time. Like, don't waste opportunities, because that's really what that word means. That word for redeeming is such a critical word. That word literally means to buy up, to rescue from loss, to buy up opportunities, to make good use of the opportunities that you have been given. Paul says, redeem the time. And the picture of redemption for me is a reminder of some times in my past. I remember going to my grandmother's house in Fairmont, West Virginia. We would go up that hill, and I remember asking my grandmother for some money to go to the store to get some candy. I wanted to go to the store to get some candy. And my grandmother said, go on over there and grab about four or five of them pop bottles and take them up to Miss Janice's store and get what you want. Now, number one, I'm from... New York, so we, I didn't even know what pop was. It was soda, but I, I learned that was pop. And I'm trying to figure out what does an empty pop bottle have to do with me getting some candy? I asked you for some money. Now, you know, I didn't say it out loud, you know what I mean, but in my, in my mind, you know what I mean? In my mind, like, I, I, I asked for some money, Grandma. Why you give that a pop bottle and take some pop? Why would Miss Janice want some empty pop bottles? And then I learned the principle of redemption. See, those pop bottles, while they had some value, meant nothing until they got in the hands of a person who would help redeem them. So now when I take them five bottles up there and I get five cents a bottle, I got a whole 25 cents, y'all. Now that's back when penny candy cost a penny. Y'all not praying with me. See, I can give me some candy and a soda pop and keep on moving. God says you've got to redeem the time. 
Don't waste opportunities. One of the reasons you don't want to waste opportunities is because time goes by so fast. Oh, my God, man. I'm, I'm sitting here yesterday. I came for the wedding of, of Courtney Burroughs and her fiancé, Roosevelt. And, and I got to tell you, it, it's the first wedding that I've been to in a long time that I didn't have to officiate. I was sitting, like, in the back. It was cool. I was incognito. It was wonderful. <laughs> and, and so I'm sitting in the back, and, and one of the members is sitting next to me, and he's like, man, it's amazing how fast time goes. Like, I remember when Courtney, you know, when, you, when you're young and people say, I knew you before you was born. And, you know, when you're young and you take it literally, you're like, how could you know me before I was born? And then you get old enough to say that to some young people, right? Like, man, I knew you before you was born, right? And it's like, I, 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 like I knew Courtney, and, I, and I'm looking at the, the groomsmen, and they, I'm like, God, oh man, these, are, these were like not even children when I got here. I'm like, God, me, and y'all getting old. <laughs> Time goes by so fast. So Paul says, redeem the time. Now, that word for time is the Greek word kairos. Kairos is different than chronos. Chronos, where we get chronology from, right, speaks to a designated, fixed, or sequential time, right? Kairos doesn't speak to sequential time. Kairos speaks to opportunities, seasons of time. In other words, here's what Paul says. Paul says, redeem the time because watch this. Anybody who's older than 25 knows there's opportunities that you will have in life that are seasonal. That you'll get an opportunity at that moment. That opportunity won't come again in your lifetime. You may get another opportunity, but it won't be that one. And we try to help our children and our grandchildren take advantage of those Kairos moments. When an opportunity comes, take advantage of it because you won't get there always. You have to redeem the time. Time is the space when opportunity intersects with potential fulfillment. And when opportunity and fulfillment come together, you've got to take advantage of that time. Look at the New Living Translation. So be careful, Ephesians 5 beginning of verse 15. So be careful how you live, not as fools, but as those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity for what? To do good in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but try to understand what the Lord wants you to do. So here's what Paul says. The best redemption of time you can make is to use your time to the glory of God. Most of us can look back and we can see where we've wasted time, but you never waste time when God's program is at the center of your life. You never waste time when you are doing the things that God has called you to do. Loving your family, loving your spouse, loving your children. That's never a waste of time. And God says you've got to redeem the time. One of the things I'm going to challenge you to do is redeem the time. Make good use of the time that God has given you because time is a gift from God. Look at 1 Corinthians 7, verse 29. Now let me say this, dear brothers and sisters, the time that remains is very short. The time that remains is very short. Colossians 4, 5, let's read it together. Live wisely. Live wisely. Among those who are not Christians, 
and make the most of every opportunity. Psalm 39 verse 4 says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing away. Can I tell you something? God reminds you every day. He reminds you every day. Can I tell you how he reminds you? When your eyeglasses get thicker and your arms are no longer long enough for you to read, that's a reminder. When you pull a muscle before you get out of bed, that's a reminder. Now, that's a reminder, y'all. When you watch other people take two steps at a time and you barely can take one, that's a reminder. God says, you are reminded every day how short life is. So redeem the opportunities, the time that God has given you. Here's the second thing. Number two, you must make sure you give your talents in service to God. You must make sure you give your talents in service to God. Now, your talents may be your profession. It may be tied to skills that you have developed. Or it may be something totally unrelated. But God says, where are your gifts? Where are your skills? Where are your talents? And when are you using them for the sake of the kingdom? It's amazing how many of us have learned how to separate our spirituality from our natural. So we do whatever we want to do in the natural and we put the spiritual over here. And God says, no, what I have blessed you to become, what I have blessed you to be, I expect you to use for my kingdom work. Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 4. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. Who is Christ's body? You are. You are Christ's body. The church is Christ's body. We are all part of his one body, and each of us has a different work to do. And since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. Can I tell you something? The foot is a whole lot better to stand on than the eye. If you ever try to stand on your eye or put on the top of your head, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, the hand is a whole lot better to grab than the knee, right? We all have different parts, and we should not envy what another part has to do. We should celebrate what that part has to do and encourage each other. Why? Because we are all needed for the body to function as it is intended. And so here's what God says. I have deposited in each of you at least one gift. I have deposited and developed in you talents, skills, and abilities. But who benefits from your skills and abilities other than you? See, most of us live so egocentric, so self-centered and self-serving. Not, not you, but the person next to you. They live that way so many times that they forget that they have been blessed to be a blessing and not just to accept blessings. Who's better because of you using your talent? Outside of your family, who has benefited in the world? You see, the truth of the matter is when God deposits talents within us, he deposits those talents to challenge us, encourage us, and equip us to help two kinds of people. Who are the two kinds of people God wants us to help? People who know Jesus and people who need Jesus. 
I told you there's only two kinds of people in the world, people who know them and people who need them. If they know them, they got to grow in them. If they need them, they got to know them. And God says, that's why I have blessed you, to help people who need them come to know them and help people who know them grow in them. And if you're not doing that, then you are not using your talents properly. If all of your talents are about me, myself, and I, and maybe I should add me, myself, mine, and I, and nobody beyond your immediate concentric circle of contact, then we got a problem. 1 Peter 4.10, God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. I want you to circle that word gifts and circle the word manage. The word gifts translated in the authorized version talent refers to that which is in the Greek charisma, charisma. It's a grace gift. It's a gift that's given that is undeserved, unmerited. It is what God has given to you. And he says you have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to manage that gift well, to be a good steward over it, to be a good fiscal agent, to be responsible, to exercise my fiduciary responsibility in the spirit realm, to use that gift in the best possible way to help as many people as possible. And I submit to you that there are some of you in here who are sitting on talents and not using them to the glory of God. So I had a brother come to me one time. <laughs> it was kind of funny. He said, you know, Pastor, he said, I, I'm just... I'm just accepting the fact now that uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to play pro ball. It's been, it's been a journey. It's been tough for me emotionally to accept that. But I, I've accepted the fact that I'm not going to play professional basketball. And I was kind of waiting for him to laugh. And the reason was because he's 75 pounds overweight and he's in his 40s. And so I'm thinking... That realization should have hit you about 100 pounds ago and probably 20 years ago. You know what I mean? I'm looking like, you just getting, I'm like, delusional? Okay. What you been smoking? Boy, that's some good stuff, whatever it is. If you, you just coming down off of that and you just realize, and he said it seriously. He said it seriously. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. But, but here's my point. If, if basketball is your passion, why aren't you coaching children in upwards basketball? Amen. Like, that's just one place that you could use this passion and talent and skill that you have. I mean, if you think you're a junior Phil Jackson, then, man, show your thing. You know what I mean? I mean, coach the six, seven-year-olds, right, and pour into them spiritually and lead the Bible study and encourage them and encourage the parents and be a resource to help these children be all that God wants them to be, right? I mean, if you have this passion, if you have this desire, if you have this ability to do this, find a place in the kingdom to use it and watch this. If we don't have a place to use it, then let's create it. Let's create it so you can use your gifts and your passion to the glory of God. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you 
through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power of love and of a sound mind. Here's the third and final thing. Number three, you must make sure you give your treasure in service to God. You must make sure you give your treasure in service to God. Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 19. Don't store up treasures here on earth where they can be eaten by moths and get rusty and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where they will never become moth-eaten or rusty or where they will be safe from thieves. Wherever your treasure is, there your heart and thoughts will also be. Now, I told you at the beginning of this message, and you took the survey, and most of you agree, when we hear the word giving in church, we automatically think money. And while the emphasis on money, I believe, is a misrepresentation, you can't talk about giving without talking about your possessions. Matter of fact, you may not know this, but the Bible says more about giving and possessions and money than it does about heaven and hell combined. Because God knows what is true and what Jesus articulates in verse 21. Wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. And so Jesus says, you can't come to me and tell me you are giving me the totality of your person and only giving me a portion of your possessions especially when you take your possessions and go somewhere else. It's funny, every time I get to this point in the message, folk get tired and they get quiet. So let me see if I can make this really, really relevant. Ladies, those of you who are loved by a man, how much of that love would become meaningful if he took his money and gave it to another woman? No, 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 no. He loves you. I love you with all my heart. Right? I love you. I give my life for you. But where's the money going? Somebody said follow the money. Right? If the money's going to another woman, somebody said romance without finance will become a nuisance. Right? Jesus said where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. And I can hear some of the ladies saying, no, if you love me, this is where it needs to be coming. It needs to be coming home to me. The word treasure there is the Greek word thesaurus. It's where we get the word thesaurus from. And a thesaurus is literally what? A treasury of words. Right? It's, it's, it's the gathering of wealth. It's a deposit. He says where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. So watch what Jesus says. Jesus says, where are you going to invest your treasure? Where are you going to lay it up? Where are you going to give it? Because here's what he basically says. When you deposit it in the places where moth can eat it, or you deposit it in the things that rust can corrode, or you deposit it in the things that people can steal, it is not the best investment you can make with those goods. Because God says, I have an exchange policy that benefits, that is a high dividend 
no risk investment. He says, when you invest in the kingdom of God, when you invest in the programs of God, he says, you get a high rate of return because your rate of return is measured in glory and not on earth. And you make an investment in things that moth cannot eat, that rust cannot corrupt, and thieves cannot steal. Listen, is there anything more hurtful than to spend your money on something and it be gone? Like this really, really fine Italian wool suit that's been hanging in the closet just waiting for you to wear. And then when you pull it out, it's got Swiss cheese all in because moth done just had a good time. And you're like, oh, my God, can I sew it? Can I fix? What can I? Oh, my God. And the suit is gone. Or the car that somebody steals. And the next time you see it, it's on blocks and stripped. Right? Or that item in your house, you go to the house and and you got that sick feeling because you open the door and it's evident that somebody has been in there without a key. And some of your prized possessions are gone. And you're like, oh my God. I mean, I don't know if there's anything that makes you feel more violated and more helpless. What's the exchange rate on the investments you make on earth? Right? If you have a portfolio, typically you look at low risk, medium risk, high risk. High risk typically has high reward, low risk, low dividends. And people will tell you to balance your portfolio. And depending on your personality, you may put more on the low risk side, even though you know it's going to give you low dividends. You know, and then some people more... Uh, adventuresome, they're going to put it in the high-risk side. But you always want to maximize your return, your rate of return, and minimize your risk. And you try to find a balance. There's no greater place to make an investment than in the kingdom of God. There's no greater place. No, no, listen to me carefully. There are investments that you don't even know that you've made in people and dividends that only heaven can calculate because of the investments that you've made in people's lives. So Jesus says, where do you lay up your treasure? So, you know, I travel quite a bit and have been blessed to uh, hit almost all of the continents in the world. And uh, one of the things about traveling that you always have to be concerned about is your exchange rate, right? Is the U.S. dollar strong or weak? Love to travel when it's strong. Hate to travel when it's weak. You know what I mean? I, I, I intentionally kind of stay away from countries where I know their dollar stronger than ours. Because, you know, you walk in and give them a U.S. dollar, and, you know, some countries I give them one, one U.S. dollar, and I get 500 of their dollars. I'm like, yeah, boy. I'm good. I'm walking around rolling. You know what I mean? But then there's some countries I go in and say, here's one U.S. dollar. And they say, okay, here's 60 cents. And I like, 60 cents? I lost money. I don't like losing money. Right? But God says when you invest in the kingdom, the kingdom pays dividends ongoing. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 18. Let's read it together. 
Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and should give generously to those in need, always being ready to share with others whatever God has given them. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of real life. I want you to go to the paragraph T3147 or T cubed for my mathematicians. T cubed 147, Good Hope Church Anniversary Challenge. And I want you to fill this in with us. In honor of Good Hope's 147th church anniversary, I commit to give at least 147 minutes of my time and talent volunteering in service to others. Stop right there. 147 minutes. Why 147 minutes? Because it's our 147th anniversary. And we're talking about a little more than two hours. That you will volunteer to be a blessing to somebody else with both your time and your talents. You can do it in church, for example, at the community empowerment event. You can do it at Star of Hope Mission, helping homeless families. You can do it at a senior citizen center. You can do it tutoring kids. Wherever God gives you an opportunity to be salt and light, I'm challenging you to take this anniversary to make your presence felt in the world because here's the problem with the overwhelming majority of you. You don't know how much of a difference God can make in other people's lives through you. You, like most people, undervalue who you are and overvalue who other people are. And you don't realize your presence and your participation in people's lives makes a difference. And so I want you to commit to give 147 minutes of your time and talent. And then you know what I want you to do? Take a picture. Take a picture. Those of you who have some social media savvy, take a picture. Take a selfie. Hashtag T3147. And we're going to gather all of our serving moments. Now, those of you who may not have social media savvy and you still tear open the foil for your camera <laughs> right and no matter where the people are it doesn't change focus you know what I'm talking about that camera right then just take a picture of you serving and get it developed and we'll add the T3147 later on alright but I want you to capture that moment capture the moment of being a blessing capture the moment of seeing somebody, of helping somebody, of serving somebody. Capture the moment. Now, I know what some of you may be thinking. Well, Pastor, I don't, I don't do stuff to be seen. You're not doing it to be seen. You're doing it to testify. To testify of the goodness of God in the lives of other people through you and how easy it is to be used by God to be a blessing to somebody else. And you never know who you will encourage or inspire when you do that. Let's finish. And make a monetary donation of $147 or any multiple thereof in support of the ministry of the Good Hope Church. We are committed 
to loving God, loving all people, and changing the world. We are committed to impacting the lives of people in totality in four specific zip codes, 04213351 and where you live. We are committed to helping people experience God's love in a very real and tangible and personal way. And whether that's providing groceries to somebody who is hungry or helping provide shelter to somebody who is homeless or helping somebody who is on the verge of being left out of society, get back in touch with society by educating themselves. Whatever it is, we want to make a difference in the lives of people and we want to keep on making a difference in the lives of people. Now, for somebody, $147 in honor of the church anniversary is nothing. You blow that on a dinner by yourself. So I obtain to you, then do a multiple of it. Don't give until it hurts. Give until you know you are doing what God has called you to do. For the rest of you, some of you are saying, I can't afford to do that. I've learned there's two reasons why we can't afford to do something. Because we are spending too much or we're making too little. And typically it's the former and not the latter. So, I'm going to ask you to make a sacrifice for the next 45 days. I'm going to ask you to make a sacrifice. You say, Pastor, what kind of sacrifice can I make? I don't know. Starbucks. I mean, some of you are spending $5, $10 a day on Starbucks. Go to McDonald's, get the dollar coffee, and put the rest in the fund. You still get your caffeine and keep it rolling. I understand your palate has adjusted, but it can come back later on. Cause, cause, look, come on now, listen, it's sad. It's sad that some of us spend more on coffee every week than we give to the Lord. You don't have to say amen, I know I'm right. For somebody else, you don't drink coffee, happy hour. I say, oh, no, you didn't. He did not go there. <laughs> Hold up, I know he didn't go there. Did he go, did he, did he say what? I said it, I meant it, I mean to represent it, yeah. I'm all up in your happy hour game, yes. Yes. If you spend more on happy hour than you spend giving to the Lord, yes. And if you don't want to change your life, at least make the sacrifice for 45 days. And that sacrifice means, you know what? I may need to do this at home. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I need to, maybe I need to chill a little bit, stay close to the house, right? For example, if you, if you had to get a liver test tomorrow, your doctor ordered a liver test, there's probably one thing you don't want to drink before your liver test. What's that? It's amazing how y'all know that. I, I, yeah, alcohol, you probably won't stay away from alcohol, Right? So, so if somebody called you tonight and said, hey, come on, man, man, look here. It's on me. Man, let's go on out here. Man, we're going to have a good time. You might, you might say, nah, nah, can we do that tomorrow night? Because tomorrow morning I got to take this liver test, and I ain't trying to, you know, make that test look bad. I don't need to be fussed at by the doctor, right? Or uh, if you got to get a colon exam, you know, and, you know, you got to drink that stuff, and that's the ultimate 
take-home test, you know what I mean? Because you got to stay home with that test for real, right? <laughs> Some of y'all will get it in a minute. <laughs> if, you, if you can't laugh, you haven't been there yet. Keep on living, you know, <laughs> right? But you got to drink that stuff, and you got to stay close to home. And people be like, hey, man, come on, we're going out. We're going to have a great time. You're like, nah, I got, I got this test tomorrow. I got to stay home and study for it, you know what I mean? I'm ready for this test tomorrow. Right? But you know you have to make the sacrifice. And I'm asking you for the sake of the kingdom, make an investment of your time, your talent, and your treasure. And you will be surprised at the end of this process how real Acts 20.35 will become in your life. And you will discover firsthand that it is a greater blessing to give than it is to receive. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. I pray now that your word has found fertile ground in the hearts and minds of your people. I pray, God, that we would take T3147 to heart. I pray that even by the power of your Holy Spirit, right now you are convicting us in the ways that we can change our lives to move beyond our comfort zone, to move beyond our daily routine, to make a sacrifice, to say, Lord, we want to give to you and honor you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy in our lives. Bless now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise today. So for those of you visiting, you might be wondering why I'm wearing my little sporty outfit today. And um, we are highlighting the membership team in our church. And membership is committed to helping people feel welcome and wanted here at Good Hope. Uh, We don't want membership in our church to be something people shun away from. We want that to be something people embrace because they understand membership has both its privileges and its responsibilities. And we want to help other people find that ultimate fulfillment in their life. I'm going to ask everyone to stand, if you will, and if you would please. And I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for you that God would bless you. And if you're here today and you're looking for a church home, um, and I want you to know our our purpose here is, is really not to tickle your ears and to give you Uh, an emotional booster shot per se Um, it's really about challenging you and encouraging you and equipping you to become all that God wants you to be my mother said to me on one occasion she said uh, she said baby why why don't you preach like you used to preach and I said what what do you mean mom she said you know you you still preach you know but but you used to preach preach you know, now you don't, you don't really preach, preach like you used to. I mean, when we go out, you preach, preach, but you don't really preach, preach. And I knew what she was talking about, but I kept on asking. I said, okay, what, what you mean? Give me, give me an example. She said, you know, when you preach, preach, you know, yeah, mm, mm, yeah, you know, you know, when you start humming, you know, you know, you preach, preach. And I told her, I said, mom, I said, listen, I said, I'm not trying to attract a crowd. I'm trying to build an army. Uh, I want to equip people 
so that their joy is not happiness on Sunday morning from a 30-minute sermon, but that their joy is rooted in their relationship with Jesus Christ every day of the week. Right? And that's our goal, to help you be the best that you can be, to help you be the best husband, the best wife, the best father, mother, grandmother, grandfather, aunt, uncle, be the best employer, employee, the best man, the best woman, the best boy, the best girl, the best student, help you be the best that you can be to the glory of God. If you're here today, you're looking for a church home and you believe this is where God wants you to be, we invite you to come. If you're here today and you want to talk to somebody about your soul salvation, your relationship with God, you want to make it right with God, you want to know that you know you've been born again, we invite you to come. Those who are streaming, you can find information on our website on how to become a Christian, how to become a part of this church family, and we would love to welcome you here. Come on, there's nothing better? You're here? Come on and come. We won't look at you funny, we'll rejoice when you come. There's nothing better than knowing Jesus. He will pick you up. He will pick you up. Your life around. around. You ought to know him. You ought to know him. Get to know him. Right now. Right now. Today. Just come. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. Than knowing Jesus. Than knowing Jesus. He gets sweeter. sister that have come. God, we thank you for this young man and this young woman, Lord, and we pray that whatever they need, Lord, you meet their needs according to your will. We thank you, Lord, that they have come to be a part of this, this family, and we pray that we put our loving arms around them and love them with the love of Jesus and help them to become all that you have designed them to be. We ask special blessings on them right now in the name of Jesus. Thank God and amen. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. All right.
church. It's time for the offering. Uh, Master Control, we're in your hand. Come be a part of our 2019 Ghana Missions Trip Final Interest Meeting on Sunday, February 17th at 12 p.m. in room 221 of the Center for Hope. For more information, please contact Reverend Mark Sloan at 281-386-7386 or by email at mslone at goodhope.org. We hope to see you there. The Good Hope Marriage Enrichment Ministry presents a special Valentine's Love Day celebration on February 17th from 10 to 11.30 a.m. in Room 217 in the Center for Hope. Come out for food, fun, and fellowship as we celebrate the one you love. Deacon Mark Gray here, who's going to talk a little bit more about the Upwards and the children's ministry. Ministry. He's one of our dedicated leaders with the children, and he's going to share with us a few things. Good morning, church. Next month, we'll do something that Good Hope has not done. We're going to start the Upwards Soccer League. Last year, the photos you saw was we had a one-day camp for the kids. Kids had a lot of fun at a one-day camp. So now we're going to press forward, doing just what we do in football, like we do in basketball. We're going to start a, a soccer league. And so what we need is we need kids. And what you don't understand in the African-American community, soccer is the most played sport in the world. If you can actually go discuss soccer, you can have a conversation with anyone in the world if you can talk soccer. And it's something we want to enable our kids to have that ability to do that. So what I'm asking you to do is actually go in the Center for Hope today, get some information about signing your kids up. And just as important, we need volunteers. I know a lot, I see a lot of dads out there, <coughs> a lot of basketball dads, a lot of football dads coming out Get your kids playing soccer. It'll empower them and enable them. We're going to be playing in the fourth ward property where we play football. And I'm looking forward to it. Actually, this is more or less going to be co-ed. We're going to have girls and we're going to have boys playing together. And so I'm looking forward to it. And I th hope you support us. Thank you. Amen. 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 Now, now listen, I need, I need man, that, you know, I, I, I know I grew up in a different era, y'all. I know I did. But, you know, some of our modern parents, I don't understand. Like, do you want to? I had no choice. You know what I mean? There was no way. Do you want to? Do you feel like, oh, pastor, they don't feel like doing it. What? I, mean, I, I, I parents do that, man. It's, it's the school. I, well, she said it's too hard. So we're going to move her to another school. She's five. When a five-year-old have an opinion that matters. Be like, grow up, then it matters. No, you don't get that choice, right? And, and, and our children, man, have been so sheltered indoors. I guess that's our society, man, right? We have all of these allergies, man, because our children don't get outside enough. Man, when I was putting new windows in my house, and I told the guy I wanted the screens that came with the windows, because screens came with the windows, and they were getting ready to throw them out. And I said, no, no, put the screens in. And he said, for what? I said, because you let the windows up and you let air in. 
and you don't want the flies to come in. He was like, really? He's like, well, you have air conditioning. Why would you want the windows up? Because I like natural air, right? Like, it's like a foreign idea now, you know? Uh, I, I was talking to one of the old men at the church one time. <laughs> and, and, you know, old people, it's funny, man, when they come up with, like, the reason and rationale for why stuff happens with people, you know? And sometimes they be saying, like, some really crazy stuff, but it's, like, crazy as a fox, you know? So he's like, yeah, yeah, Pastor, you know why all these kids got allergies and stuff like that? Man, they're allergic to everything. They're allergic to dust, dirt, water, everything. <laughs> you know why they're allergic to everything? He said, because they don't get enough dirt in them. That's why. He said, now, when I was a kid, I used to eat dirt. <laughs> I, I wanted to put it with those, I walked 10 miles to go to school conversations. You know what I mean? I'm like, what you mean? Oh, we ate mud pies. We used to make mud pies and... Eat dirt. We, we ate dirt. We ain't no allergy. We ain't no sick or nothing. Get a bite, you just throw some spit on it. We ain't had none of that stuff. You know, I was like, okay, you're going a little too far now. I know, you know, give me some Neosporin or something. You know, you're going too far, right? But here's the point. Our children don't get out. They, they don't, they're not active. They don't run. They don't play. So I really want to encourage you. The league is not that long. I think it's eight weeks. Really want to encourage you, man, get your children out and have them become part of upward soccer. As um, Deacon Mark Gray said, man, you know what? There are more soccer scholarships available than basketball scholarships. And if your child is not 6'7", and, and has a 42-inch vertical, if they, hey, if they're 5'7", and they can run, they can be a soccer star. You know what I mean? Look, if your child says, I don't want to play soccer, you say, no, we are making a mutual investment in your future. We're looking for possible dividends and scholarships. Thank you very much. All right? Let's prepare to worship the Lord in giving. Uh, Pastor Bell's going to come back. Once we worship the Lord in giving, those of you who have children in children's church, you are excused. Those who have children in children's church, you will be excused. Those who have children <laughs> in children's church. I swear somebody was walking out with a walker one time. Tell me, yeah. Going to children's church. I better be, better be your grandbaby. Better be your grandbaby. <laughs> Come on, let's worship the Lord. <laughs> Amen. We still have a few.
parents going to pick up their children, one or two grandparents going out. All right. All right, we good. Amen, amen. Let's thank God for the angel of this house and challenging us with that message. There's the challenge before you to do all God wants you to do. So I uh, wanted to uh, just share a couple of more things with you. Uh, we have Discovery Seminar today, right after this service. So if you uh, have not taken your classes, come on and join us in the view. We also have a additional training for the Expressions of Hope uh, volunteers that have signed up. We have an additional training for you today as well. So come and join us uh, for the Discovery and while you're there, if you are still struggling with your spiritual gift, you kind of really don't know, you're invited to come today and take Discovery 301 just to make sure you know where God wants to place you. So you come on and join us. Uh, we'll spend a couple of hours with you, and, and while we do that, we'll give you a piece of chicken. Is that all right? All right, so come join us today. And uh, also, it's rodeo time in the city of Houston. Amen. All right. And guess what? We got somebody going to sell you some, some rodeo carnival tickets at a huge discount. So today, after you leave, if you want those tickets, they're in the center of hope on the backside hallway. They're waiting for you to come and scoop up every ticket that they have, all right? So come and take it off their hands. They'll be here today and next Sunday. So make sure you go and give them the business, amen? All right, uh, Saturday. February 16th at 9 o'clock, we have our church leadership meeting. So if you're a leader in any ministry, come on out at 9 o'clock. Uh, we spent a couple of hours discussing the mission and what we're doing in ministry. So see you Saturday. And at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, the Sisters of Hope are having their uh, uh, event called New Year, New You, Come and Get Rid of the Bag Lady Syndrome. Ought to be good. All right, so meet them at 1 o'clock in The View this Saturday. So 9 o'clock, leadership meeting, and the Sisters of Hope will have their event at 1 o'clock. All right, so that's it for Saturday. Wednesday is our normal uh, Wednesday Bible study at noon and at 7 o'clock. I think that covers everything I needed to cover with you. All right, it's time for us to recognize our guest. So today, if you're visiting with us for the very first time, would you please stand? If this is your first visit with us, would you please stand? Amen. Remain standing. If it's your second visit, please stand. Or your third visit, please stand. All right. Amen. Amen. Remain standing. We're not going to ask you to say anything, but we want to recognize you and thank you for coming. We hope and pray that something has been sung, the word has been preached that will help you along the way this week. Now, because you're here, we have a special reception just for you. I'm going to ask that you gather your things and follow this young man and this young man and uh, this young lady who are part of our guest relations ministry, and they're going to take you to the area for the reception. Uh, we have a special gift for you, have some information about the Good Hope Church, and we're just going to show you some love and thank you again for worshiping with us today. God bless you. You're welcome to come back anytime, all the time. All right. A little more harder you clapped in that church. They came to visit. Yeah. All right. 
everybody's good, let's stand and be dismissed. Oh, uh, just just remember one more thing. Yesterday we had uh, our uh, uh, men's breakfast and we were doing a survey. The survey is still available to all men on the website. So I'm going to ask that you, if you didn't take it yesterday, that you go to the website today and complete the survey. All right, so it's there. It's going to be there for a while, but we really need you to go and complete it. And where you have the option of selecting several uh, priorities, pick three. Not, you don't have to pick all of them. Just pick the top three that pertain to that particular question. All right? So please go and take care of that, brothers, so we can, you can talk back to us and tell us what's really important to you so that we can serve you. All right. Everybody ready? So, Lord, we thank you right now for blessing us and challenging us in your word. And, Lord, where we have been convicted about our time and our treasure and our talent, Lord, we pray that you show us just what you would have us to do. God, we thank you for the energy that you've given us to, to use to give you the glory. And so, God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that our time, our treasure, and our talent is used to glorify you. And that when we use it, somebody comes to a saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for all that you've done for us, God. And we give you all the glory. Now, Lord, I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice that you bless them this week as they rise up early and settle late. Bless them, Lord, as they go out and as they come in. Bless them in their labor and in their leisure until we come together again in the house of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, hug somebody on your way out. <laughs>